Clients On Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. It's Russ. Welcome to today's show. Today, I'm joined by the amazing, the incomparable Jane Jewell, who is our... Yes, incomparable. Yes, you are. Um, who is our managing director here at Clients on Demand. And she's the one who kind of keeps this whole crazy train going. And um, today, what we wanted to talk about is a framework that we've developed at Clients on Demand that really draws the line between an offer that's informational and transformational. And, and so we, that's something that we talk about a lot at Clients on Demand that and, and in our podcast and in our Facebook Lives is that if you want to sell something at a high ticket price, right? You know, something between three and five and $10,000, you really want to have something transformational. But what does that look like? What does it take to really create amazing outcomes for people? Because if you've invested in any other coaching programs of your own or any, you know, I don't know, video courses or just anything where you're trying to, you're trying to acquire a skill or you're trying to make a big change in your life and you've invested in any kind of training, then you know most of the time that stuff doesn't work. And so we've spent a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time at COD just trying to deconstruct why that is. Like, why is it that most programs out there don't get results? Why is it that most people sign up for something and don't follow it through or, or you know, maybe the strategy doesn't work or it's broken or, or they just never had a chance in the first place? And so Jane's got you know, years and years and years of coaching experience with some of the greatest people in the world, athletes, some of the richest people in the world. Mark on our team, who does the calls with me about sales, has tons of coaching experience as well. And so we've had a lot... And then we've put thousands of people through clients on demand at this point. So we've really had a firsthand look at what is the X factor? What is it that helps people... Makes the difference between when people actually create the leap and make that transformation and when people don't. And so... What we wanted to do today is sort of walk you through this framework that we've discovered that sort of can act like a checklist for you so that when you are designing your own programs, you know what you can do to make something more and more and more transformational. But also, when you're evaluating programs that you might want to join so that you can have a really, really clear sense of, is this something that's really going to create a great outcome for me? Or is this something that maybe is just going to give me a bunch of information and then sort of leave me hanging? So that's what we're talking about today. Such a good intro. Yes. <laughs> so, so JJ, you've, you've, before we get into the actual model, which we're going to break down for people, you know, you've seen this a lot. You've, seen, you've worked with so many people and you've seen people that have had massive success. And then you've seen people that just couldn't make it happen. They couldn't make that transformation. And so just off the top of your head, what do you think that X factor is? Well, I think it's really important that you have some kind of framework so that when something isn't working, you know where to go to find out what's preventing it from working. Yeah. You know, and I think that without knowing, hey, these are the places I should be checking in with. It's like you're taking like spaghetti against the wall and you're just trying to throw it at it and go, try, I'm going to try to solve it this way or I'm going to try this strategy or I'm going to try this thing over here. And you're doing all these other things. But if you don't have a place to come in, I'm going to check in with these five things, for example. Or I'm going to... It's very similar to how when we teach someone how to build an online funnel, we're really clear about you know right. the different pieces that you have to check in with and the places that you have to go in there and tweak and optimize to make your funnel work really well. And I think we sat down and we wanted to look at, well, if we were looking at anything that someone wanted to get accomplished, 
what would the steps need to be in order to move through that to achieve mm-hmm. anything that you wanted to achieve? Yeah, because I think sometimes there's a lot of shame and guilt that comes along when you're uh, participating in something and you're you're not getting the support that you want and you maybe start to go like what's wrong with me or you know am i dropping the ball someplace when even if you're doing the work sometimes you can be in a situation where the program or whatever it is is not set up properly to help you succeed it's just information it's not transformation yeah. the best thing is is to sort of have a framework that you know in advance so that you can measure everything you're thinking about doing against this framework and that can help you make more intelligent decisions about what's going to help you win and what's what's not there's a big difference between understanding something you know i understand how to do it and then actually being able to own it like it's yours yeah. and you know it's like i can read a book and i might get some really great information and i might understand let's say the science behind it or understand how it works intellectually but then when you go to try to do it yourself you get stuck and yeah. it's usually not because of sometimes it's strategy but you could have a strategy right in front of you and still get stuck yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes it's not about the strategy as we're about to find out. There's a lot more ingredients that go into it besides just a great strategy. And most people don't even have that in the first place, frankly. That's true. <laughs> you know, like honestly, most people don't have a strategy that can really create success even and that's I would say like the bare minimum. But when a program is lacking or an individual is lacking these other pieces that are absolutely necessary to create success, then it's like you're just kind of dead in the water. Well, you can take it back to something very very simple like uh wanting to get healthy, right? You can have a great strategy, say, oh, this is the strategy I'm going to do. You know, this strategy is going to work for me, you know, and but so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to eat paleo, right? Like this is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow this plan. And it's usually not about not knowing what to eat that prevents you from, you know, not losing weight or getting healthy, right? It's something yeah, everybody's got a million diet books on their shelf or whatever, or a million exercise books. And you know, damn well that you could pick pretty much any of those. And if you stuck to it and you stuck with an exercise plan that went with it, you would probably get into some phenomenal shape. And so you begin to realize that lack of a strategy maybe isn't the problem or lack of information maybe isn't the problem. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the truth for anything, Right. Yeah, totally. So guys, this model that we've created is something that we use all the time at Clients on Demand to to assess the quality of our own program, assess the quality of our clients' programs, and we want and assess the quality really of anything that we're doing or anything that we're designing. And so we call this, I'm going to try to draw this out here on my cool little little whiteboard. So hopefully you guys can see this because we're getting super high tech today. We call this the hierarchy of achievement. And really, this is what it looks like. So let me just try to draw it out. It's structured like a pyramid and it looks like this. And it's a pyramid and it's got a few different levels to it. So you got one. You're so fancy today with this. I am. This is super high tech. (laughs) So the way that this works is that the bigger the piece of the pyramid, the more important that particular thing is. So at the base of the pyramid is what's absolutely critical to helping you win. And then at the top is the least is, is things become less and less and less important. And we adapted this from a pyramid that's used by the British SAS, which is the British Special Forces. They're kind of like 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 England's equivalent of like the Navy SEALs. You guys and didn't have, know that I used to be a part of that, right? Yeah, Jane used to be. We, we don't like to talk about it, but we Jane like used to, to be. It. Yeah, Marine Black Ops, intelligence, all this other stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> Honestly, I don't, I don't want to talk about it because I could be at risk. But anyway, so the bigger the piece at the bottom, the more the bigger the piece, the more important it is. All right. So it looks like this. The first piece at the bottom is intention. 
And this is the most important piece of anything that you're trying to do is what is the aim and the outcome that you're trying to set for yourself? And this is really the most critical thing because someone, all things being equal, I'll just use myself as an example, right? I know that if I set out to, if I set a goal, let's say, for example, back when I was doing, you know, at Clients on Demand, we were doing, you know, back when I was doing maybe 10, 20K a month, I set the goal for myself that I wanted to have a business that was doing a million dollars a month. Mm. Now, that's an insane jump, guys. I mean, to go from 20K a month to a million a month is freaking crazy. Like, who does that, right? And at the time, honestly, I didn't even really, if you really asked me, Russ, do you believe that you'll get there? I probably would have been like, I don't know. Like, I'm gonna try to get to a million dollars a month over the next couple of years, but I would be, I would be excited right now just to get to my first hundred k a month, right? And so I had that big goal, and then I kind of had like my sub goal that I was working toward. But here's the thing I can tell you guys is that when you're aiming for a goal that's really high and it seems out of reach, like if you're trying to get to a million dollars a month, you might just get to like six hundred k a month, and how awesome would that be? And so w- what you find is that high intention acts like an anchor where let's say you don't all you don't get all the way there even if you just get part of the way there it's still amazing and so i like to build goals that are that high with that sort of buffer in it where i know like my goal is to get to a million dollars a month but like if i just got to 700 800 even if i quote unquote failed it would still be really awesome and so that was the goal for a long time and then we finally got there last august and now i think we're at like what we did 1.5 or something last month which is insane but the point is is by setting a high intention for yourself you get to create something great so max just said shoot for the stars and you might hit the moon yeah that's right that's the expression i was trying to think of that's right yeah you shoot for the stars you might hit the moon and it's you know and of course people say that all the time and it's like oh blah 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 but it's absolutely true if you set goals that are high for you the chances of you achieving those things is much, much, much higher. I love this. And what's great is you can use this example for something big, like building a business. And you could use it for small chunks of segments, like getting on the phone with a potential client, right? What is your intention? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're about to get on a phone call with a potential client and your intention, you know, it's very the easy intention, say, my intention is to enroll them into my program, right? Great. That's an awesome start of an intention. And I like to go even deeper than that, you know, and, and talk about, and it doesn't have to be written down and it doesn't have to be fancy, but your intention is, yeah, you want to enroll that client. And then what else do you really want? Well, I want to enroll the right client for my business. What else do you really want? I want to serve this client so that we both have a really good experience on the call and the client enrolls and is committed to getting transformation in my program. You know, so I, what I love about this is having this be at the bottom is getting more and more clear. Usually the first thing that you think about, there's a couple levels deeper that you can get on that. And once you're more specific about what your real intention is, that's what really can set the tone. Well, this is actually something that I learned from you, JJ, is that I've always set big goals and I've always been a goal-oriented person. But one of the things that makes Jane so effective as a human being is that in every situation she goes into, she's always aware of what is my outcome. And most of us don't think that way. So like most of us, when we're looking at our to-do list, for example, right? You think to yourself, oh, well, I have to make a webinar. Okay, great. And I have to talk to this person. I have to talk to that person. Oh, there's an email I have to reply to. And we just think in terms of tasks where it's like task, 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 task. But it's very easy then that's like a recipe for getting overwhelmed because you're losing sight of what is that thing that you're trying to achieve? Like, what's your real objective here? What's the outcome that you're trying to create? And so one of the things that Jane is so great at, and she really, really lives this, is that in every call, in every meeting, everything we do, she's very aware of what is the outcome that I'm trying to create. 
And so just having that intention is such a huge determinant of your success. Because if you just go into a call going, oh, I'm going to talk to this person. We'll see what happens. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? How are you going to know if you won or lost? What are you going to do? Why are you even there? And yet that's how we think about most of the stuff that we're doing. And yeah. so, you know, for anything that you're doing, whether it's, you know, anything on your to-do list, you got to connect it to your outcome. What's your outcome here? And, and for any coaching program or something or, or training program or whatever that you're thinking about signing up for, it's like, What's your intention? What's the outcome? What's the objective? You know, I have friends that I graduated college with, and every time they run into a tight spot financially, they say to themselves, Oh, maybe I should go back to school. Mm. And it's like, What's the outcome? What's your intention? What are you trying to do? Because if what you're trying to do is make more money, Going, going back to school and getting a master's degree or a PhD or something like that is probably one of the worst ways to go about it because it's going to cost you $100,000 just to get the freaking thing. And then you're crossing your fingers four years later or however long you spend. And then you're getting out and you're hoping that it pays off somehow. And so that's what I'm saying. It's like you can have these sort of default automatic responses of like, oh yeah, I want to go back to school or whatever. But if it's not connected to a real intention that makes sense for your life, it's like, what are you doing? You, you, and, you know, and people can waste decades that way, guys. Decades. Yeah, I love this because it works for the big stuff, like you're talking about deciding what's next in your life and the little stuff. You know, I, I, I kid you not, I do not go to the grocery store without asking what's my intention. <laughs> what's my intention? Really does. It is so crazy. I'll be driving to the store and I'm like, okay, what do I want? Okay, I want to get in, uh, in and out of this store in 20 minutes with five healthy meals. Okay, great. And, and, and then I'm just, and then I start making my list of like what I need to do. But I always, always start with what is that intention? What is the outcome I'm wanting to achieve. Because with that clarity, it just makes everything to me. I, I value uh, efficiency. <laughs> it also makes course, it way yeah. more efficient for me. Knowing so, so, intention. Yeah. And so the advice that we have for you guys today is to be intentional in yeah. everything that you do and to make sure that anything you participate in is also intentional. The outcome of why you're doing it is crystal clear. And if that aligns with what you're trying to create in your life, awesome, then do it. Yeah. But what you're gonna, when you start thinking in terms of what your outcomes are, you're going to start to realize that a lot of the stuff that you've been thinking about doing, or maybe a lot of the stuff that you have been doing, just doesn't really align at all with what right. you're trying to create. And you've kind of just been going on autopilot. But if you decide to make a commitment to be intentional about everything that you do, big and small, it's like your productivity just gets massively huge because you really get a sense of what you should do and what you should stop doing. And I think there's two two parts of this that's good to check in with when you're looking at your intention. Your intention is like that big goal or maybe a little goal, like this thing that you're wanting to achieve that's maybe more specific and measurable, like going to the grocery store, I want to walk out of there with five healthy meals, right? That's really specific. But also what I like to add to it in that intention is how I want to feel, how I want to experience how I want to serve in that. What I want, if somebody other somebody else is involved in that, how do I want them to feel? How do I want them to experience? Now, do I have control over how someone else experiences something or how they perceive something? Absolutely not. But I have influence. Mm-hmm. I have influence. And the way I do that is by setting that intention. Going back to the example of having an enrollment call, this is so very important. You know, the specific thing is to walk out of that conversation with a client, but the intention of how I want to serve and how I want to show up and how I want to enjoy it and how would I want the other person to experience is a part of the intention that most people don't think to go that deep. And so just that little distinction of knowing what is your intention, your outcome, and then what is that emotion 
education or value uh, experience you want to have just adds that much more clarity and ability to get more richness from the experience. Yeah, 100%. That's absolutely right. So then the second piece then, if the first piece is intention, and we're, we're aiming for something that inspires us, that moves us, that's powerful, the next one is mindset and beliefs. And so we say mindset, but I really look at this as having... And Jane, you can conceptualize this the way you want, because I know you think about this in a certain way. But the way that I sort of think about it is that you want to have beliefs that can support that intention. So if you set an intention for yourself, like, okay, well, I want to build a million-dollar company or something like that, but then you don't have the beliefs to support it. Let's say your beliefs are in total contradiction to that. Well, I'm, I'm no good. I'm not smart enough. Nobody would buy what I have. This is totally out of reach. This is out of the realm of possibility. Then you have no chance of ever achieving that intention. And so you must have a set of beliefs that the way that I look at it is like a lattice work or almost like a chain mail where each mm. belief is a link that reinforces itself. These are beliefs about yourself, beliefs about the way the world works, beliefs about your clients, beliefs about God, beliefs about I mean, money. All of these beliefs come into play. And so what you need to do, and this is very tough to do on your own, but what you need to do is systematically take a look at what are those different beliefs in your life about those different topics and how do they have an influence on your intention? Because you might believe that you've got what it takes to start a great business. You might believe you were here to make a difference. And those are all really quality beliefs. But you might believe that making money is wrong. Mm -hmm. And so if your goal is to build a million-dollar business, you're not going to get there. Because sooner or later, the more you succeed, the more money you make. Sure, when you're getting to like 10K a month, 20K a month, it's smooth sailing. But the second you start to get to a business where you might get to a million a month, boom, you're going to run right into that belief. And you're going to you're begin to self-sabotage. And so all of those beliefs need to be congruent with that intention. Yeah. And this is where if you are a coach, this is where you come in, right? Like this is this one thing. If you're good at diagnosing the mindset or the beliefs or the patterns that are standing in in someone's way from them achieving that intention, you are just so invaluable because most of the time you can't see it. Like you yourself, it's more difficult to see. Because you're in it. Mm-hmm. People have coaches and a coach has this bird's eye view, you know, uh, like a soccer coach. They can sit off the field onto the sidelines and look into the game and they can see what the player can't see because the player just kind of is right here and they're seeing like what's right in front of them where a coach has the ability to step off and they get to see everything that's going on. And so in your programs, having built in not only the uh, ability to help someone develop that mindset, but also a a way to interact with your client so that you can see those mindset. You can see those pieces that aren't working, that's setting up that resistance and it's holding them back. It's so important to have that. Yeah, it's critical. And I was just talking about this on the Q&A call with our clients this morning, JJ, is that even as someone who is running a business that's incredibly successful right now, my number one job is to mind my own beliefs and my own certainty and to focus and work on that every single day. Because it's like you're building a fortress. And even if you're not in any particular amount of chaos right now, or even if you're not dealing with any kind of threat or any kind of something that can sort of rock your boat, you're just living your life. You want to begin to build a rock solid mindset today so that when those things happen, because look, if, you, if you're setting an intention that's high, right? if you're setting an intention that's going to be difficult for you, then challenges are inevitable. They're going to come up. 
you're going to have challenges and that's fine. That's, that's how you grow. That's part of the process. But you've got to have that rock solid mindset in place first so that when you run into those kinds of challenges that you've chosen because you set that intention, mm-hmm. when you run into those kinds of challenges that you've chosen, then it's not going to derail you. It's not going to knock you off course. You're going to be able to, to take the lesson and learn from it, adapt and move on because you've got that rock solid mindset in place ahead of time. Right. And so a good place to check in. Sometimes we ask too big of questions like, what's my mindset? Or what's wrong with my mindset? Or what's wrong with the way that I think? Or what's wrong? Right? And those are really big. So a good way to do it, if you think that you might be stuck, is look at what are the outcomes or the intentions that you're trying to achieve? And then look, what do I believe about that? So it's like you're asking a question that's specific about something that you're trying to achieve or specific about an area that you're having resistance around or specific around an area that you're stuck because then it's easier. I always think that when someone comes to me and they ask me really general questions about mindset that you know I can answer those questions, but transformation doesn't happen in the general. Mm-mm. Like that's like, again, you're in an intellectual philosophical conversation. And those are some fun conversations to have, but I don't find that transformation happens in the general. You have to really get in there and go to the specific of what right. really is the intention that you're trying to achieve. What is it that you're trying to make happen, create, attract, you know, and from there you can start asking some interesting questions to find out what are the mindset thinking perceptions that are standing in your way that's that needs to be shifted. Yeah. What am I trying to achieve? And then what do I believe about that? And what do I believe about myself? And what do I believe about all these different things? And then are those beliefs going to support me getting to where I want to go? And if not, you can begin to condition your mind in a different direction. And so guys, if you're thinking about a coaching program or anything that doesn't deal with mindset, that's going to be the big problem for you because they can have a great strategy and a great, great game plan and all these other things. But if you don't have that mindset piece dialed in, it's going to be a serious challenge for you to actually execute what they're talking about. And so... We used to, I mean, like in the very, very early days of COD, that's what it was like, honestly. I mean, we, we, I taught the strategy and I thought, man, this strategy kicks ass. It's amazing. It's this incredible strategy for growing a business. It's great. And I thought to myself, well, if I just teach that strategy, everybody's going to jump on board because it's so cool and everybody wants to succeed and it's, it's awesome. But what happened was people would be like, this strategy is incredible, but then they would freak. Like, you know, any, the moment they were asked to do something that was outside their comfort zone, they would start to freak out. And so that's what led me to actually led me to bring Jane on and led me to bring, you know, this incredible team of mindset coaches we have now because we realized that the strategy is like one of the smallest, you know, not even one of the biggest pieces, you know, it's the mindset and the intention behind it. So that brings us to the next piece, which is the strategy. Now, how do you know what makes a good strategy and what doesn't? Well, that's a tough question, but, but in my experience, the best strategy is the strategy that is the shortest possible path toward getting to the intention. And that makes a big difference, guys. It's the shortest possible path. So many of the strategies that are taught are like this crazy roundabout way of getting to what you want. So for example, let's say your goal is to build a great company, build a great, you know, I don't know, coaching company, right? If that's your objective, someone might tell you, oh, you, need, well, you know what you need to do? You need to write a book. And then you're going to write a book and that's going to put you on the map. And then you're going to have tons of clients. And it's like, okay, well, hold on a second. I got to figure out what my book's going to be about. I got to sit down. I got to write the freaking thing. God knows how long that's going to take. What am I going (laughs) to talk about? You know what I'm saying? Then once the book is written, what do I do with it? I got to find a literary agent. The literary agent has to find me a publisher. The publisher has to try to sell it. Hopefully somebody buys it. If not, oh, well, sorry. The book didn't go anywhere. It's a great book. No one ever read it. And then 
once I have this audience from the book, then maybe somehow I'm going to get clients from all this. So it's like, does that seem like a straight line path to the goal? Does that seem like the shortest possible strategy? No. So whenever I see something like that, I always like mentally go off and go, okay, wait a minute. There's like 15 million different steps here. Is there a shorter path to doing this? And for us, actually, that was the genesis of Clients on the Man because I was like, there's got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be a better way than like writing a book or writing a blog and blogging for 10 years and building, you know, there's got to be a shorter path. And so I was always looking for that. What is that strategy that's the shortest possible path to get to the to get to where I want to go to achieve that intention? I love that. And I think that the other thing that you do is when you're coming up with a strategy, you always say the thing that I want without having to th- do the thing that I don't want. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> X without Y. How can I X without Y? How can I achieve this intention without spending 10 years doing it? You know, so like for my friends, it's, the question would be, how can I Make more like the guys I was talking about who wanted to go back to school. How can I make more money without having to go back and get a master's degree? Well, hell, there's a million ways to do that. So, by learning to ask these questions, where it's like, could I achieve? So, so you set your intention and you set it to be something that's difficult but not impossible for you. But you set an intention that's going to inspire you and move you. And then you build your mindset so that your beliefs are strong, where you really, really, and truly believe that you can actually do this thing, even though it's going to be tough. Right. Then the question becomes, well, how am I going to do this? And so, you're going to come up with a ton of different ideas. Well, I could do this. I could do that. I could write a book. I could do this. I could I could go back to school. I could whatever. But then the very important question to ask yourself is, is there a way to achieve that intention without doing that thing? Mm-hmm. Is there a shorter path? And so the questions you ask are, how can I X without Y? Or the right. questions you ask are, what is everyone else assuming? What would happen if I assume the opposite? And that's going to begin to lead you in directions where there's all of these, you know, conventional wisdom, the path that it's asking you to take is usually going to be really convoluted and crazy and silly, but you can almost always find a better, shorter path. And if you can't find one, then you need to go and find someone who's done that thing and ask them how they did it. That's the and, next and, thing I was going to say. Yeah. You have to find yeah. somebody to model, like who's done this they'll before. Hand you the strategy, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. And if you are a coach and you're building out your program with this is you want to make sure that you create a framework or a strategy that has uh, worked in the past. It's worked for you. You've worked uh, worked with your clients. It's worked for them. It's duplicatable. And it's really simple to understand. That is so important when you're teaching is that it's duplicatable and it's easy to understand and execute. Now, it doesn't mean that they're not going to have challenges or that someone's not going to get stuck. That's what the mindset places. So if you have a great strategy and you're executing an amazing, awesome, duplicatable strategy that gets results and you're getting stuck, you know, okay, now I need to step down over here and revisit some mindset. Or I'm getting stuck. Oh my gosh, am I really still focusing on my intention? Am I doing all of my intention? Right? So that's where these kind of ebb and flow that once you're on one level, if you get stuck, you want to kind of chunk down a step. Yeah. And so guys, look, most programs out there live here and here alone. It's how to do Facebook ads, how to do YouTube ads, how to do this, how to write a book, how to do that. And it's just about the strategy. There's no mindset support at all. And there's no question in terms of like, what's the goal? Sure. How to do YouTube ads, but for what? You know, so like, for example, guys, the way that we do Facebook ads with our business strategy is very different. In fact, it's kind of the opposite of the way that most people do Facebook ads, but that's the way that we're able to earn back 10 to $15 for every dollar we spend on advertising. We've been doing that for like years now, but it's because our strategy is connected to our intention. Whereas if we were, if we were just doing it a different way, 
then it's like, you know, there's no, there's no outcome. There's no goal. There's no intention. So when you guys are evaluating programs, just ask, what's the objective? Where are we trying to get to? And does the strategy support that in the, in the simplest and leanest and cleanest way? So then, okay. So then what's the next missing piece? The next missing piece is skills. So this is important. Okay. Because skills become, are less important than your strategy and less important than your mindset. And then less crazy people do not believe that. Which is crazy because people get hung up on skills for a really, really long time. But what this pyramid is telling you is that somebody with superior skill, so let's say there's somebody that's phenomenal at something, right? And then there's something, someone that's pretty good at something. If the person who's phenomenal at something is following a lousy game plan and has a, a, a lousy mindset and isn't aiming high, they will be defeated by somebody who isn't as skilled, but who has those things. And so there may be people out there, there may be people in your field that maybe are more talented than you, right? We all have competitors. We all have people that, that if really, when push comes to shove, they're more skilled than we are, right? We all have that. But do they have the strategy? Are they following a strategy that really kicks ass? Or are they following a strategy that isn't going to get them where they want to go? Are they aiming high? Are there, do they have their beliefs and have their mindset? And, and this is what I've seen, guys, where there are people out there that I personally believe are more like smarter than me and more talented than me. And they're better marketers than me. They're better writers than me, but they're not doing anywhere near as well as we are because their strategy is either just not great or, or because they, they're constantly self-sabotaging because their mindset isn't good. And as you, as you begin to move along, you can see this in any business where it's like, oh man, that person's so smart or, oh man, that person's so talented. You know, a friend of mine who went to a really great Ivy League school was telling me like that the people that she went to school with were like off the charts geniuses, that there were a few people in her class that she was like, honestly, if I had to guess, these people have like a 160 IQ, they're brilliant, they're incredible geniuses, but they're struggling financially, you know, 20 years after they got out of college. And so it's like, obviously, then that's not the X factor, right? The most important thing is the strategy and the mindset and the intention. It's like having someone who's a really good chef and they're very, very skilled. But if they have the wrong recipe, wrong strategy, you're not going to end up with the same cake, <laughs> you know? Not at all, at all. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's really important is that they have the skill set and there's also a real amazing strategy behind that. Someone has to be the strategist. Yeah, exactly. And so skills come into play as well, guys, because at Clients on Demand, what we're helping people do is we're helping our clients build uh, you know, business processes that are going to get them the clients that they want. That's the intention, right? That's what we're trying to do. And so what I found is that people were coming into my program at all different skill levels. So some people had maybe like a lot of... They were brilliant copywriters or brilliant speakers or, or whatever, but then some of them really weren't. And so, okay, how can I, as the coach, as the mentor, help those people succeed even if there's a skill deficit. And so the way that we overcame that is by having a great team and a great support. And so what that means is that you may not be the best copywriter in the world, or you might not be the best marketer in the world, but you can borrow our skills so that we can make sure your stuff is great. So like, for example, you can come to me and I can teach you my skill of how to do a great webinar. Now, are you going to do it as good as me? No. But if you create it and it's pretty good and then you send it to me, I can help you take it from good to outstanding. And so that allows you to borrow my skill and borrow Jane's skill and borrow our Facebook team skill. And so all of these skills that, that are lacking... Because just because you just haven't spent years doing this like we have, that's cool. Because while you're in the program, you can borrow our skills and then we can help you take things to the next level to close that skill gap. So when you guys are evaluating programs, you need to look at like, is this something that can work even if I'm not super skilled at this? Or do I have to be some ninja master to, to even make it work in the first place? That's a great question. Yeah. 
And then finally, guys, the last one is tools. And it's so funny because this is the thing people ask us about more than anything, right? Like in how many times in, in those of you guys that are in our Facebook group in Art of High Ticket, how many times are you guys like, what webinar software should I use? What payment processor should I use? What email program should I use? Should I advertise on Facebook? Should I advertise on YouTube? What should I do? Tools are the least important thing. And so <laughs> I know it seems like the most important thing because every freaking launch that comes out is usually introducing some new amazing tool, some new software or some new I don't know, messenger bot or some new whatever, when it's just a tool. And when you read the copy for those things, they make it sound like that tool is the one missing piece. So if you just had the tool, everything else would fall into place. But I hope what you guys are beginning to see is that the tool is the least important thing that like I can get, you know, I can, I can hand someone who's never done online marketing, the slickest, most incredible computer and the slickest, most incredible ad platform and the slickest, most incredible whatever. But if they don't have the skill and they don't have the strategy and they don't have the mindset and they don't have the intention, I'll literally dust off my Commodore 64 and take it out from the 80s and take it out. And we would be able to beat that person at their own game because we have all those other things. And so while you guys are growing your business, don't get hung up on which tools you should use. Because the honest truth is that if you're brilliant in all these other areas, then one tool is almost as good as any as any other. And it might give you a slight advantage, but it probably won't. It's like asking, well, what brand of basketball does Michael Jordan use? Right. Or like asking, what kind of shoes does he wear? Oh, it's the Air Jordans. If I get my Air Jordans, I'm going to put those suckers on and I'll be able to play like MJ. And you know, that's not true. So you know. I have a girlfriend from Australia that always says, you know, um, all the gear, but no idea. You know, <laughs> it's like all the gear, but no idea. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And and I mean, but we want to believe this. We want to believe that there's just one product or one thing that is like the missing piece for us. And it may very well be that like if we switched from one webinar provider to another one that we would get a slightly better result, but maybe it would create like a 2% bump in our results. But the strategy we're following and our mindset and the intention and our skill level, that's like 98% of this whole thing, guys. So I just I wanted to share this with you because as you are building your career and as you're building your business, you want to make sure that whatever you're doing, it's mindful of all five of these things in the proper order. That you need to be working with people who are going to inspire you to set a high intention. You need to be working with people that are going to help you build out a brilliant rock solid mindset. So you can deal with fear and anxiety and overwhelm and all that other stuff that comes up where the strategy is a straight line strategy with no fluff and no BS. It's just right to the goal, right to where we want to go. Where even if you don't have the skills that you need, there's people behind you and backing you that do have those skills and that will give you access to those skills. And then finally, the tools are the least important part, but they need to at least show you what tools work and what tools don't. And if you guys can stick to this and begin to make decisions based on this, where you're intentional, where you're working on your mindset, where you're taking the shortest possible path to the goal, where you're cultivating skill or borrowing it, and where you're just not really worried about the tools that much, you guys will be light years ahead of where you would be if you just stayed stuck in strategy or if you just stayed stuck looking for the looking for the right tools or whatever. So hopefully that's clear. Hopefully you guys understand that. And so if you guys want to be a part of something that leverages all of this, where you're going to get the mindset support that you want, you're going to get the support in terms of the strategy, you're going to get the support in terms of skill and all these other things, then I want to invite you guys to book a call with us. And in order to do that, you should go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. Because if this makes sense to you, top to bottom, this is exactly how we construct our programs and how we construct our training. And so 
there's obviously this applies to just about everything in life. But when you're looking at your business, the shortest way to get to where you want to go is just to model someone who's already been there. And they can give you the strategy. But if they're also willing to work with you on the mindset stuff, and they're willing to work with you on your skills and everything else, it's like you're home free. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book a call to speak to us. I promise that even if you're not a right fit for the program, you're going to get an insane level of value just out of the call where you're going to get tons and tons and tons of clarity that you never had before, where we can really simplify things the way that Jane and I have kind of started to today. So JJ, what do you think about this? Any parting shots? Well, my parting shot is get on the phone with us. (laughs) You're going to have a really great experience. And um, as far as this really uh, great model and framework here is that I think that uh, it's definitely a place for you to use. Take your notes, put it out in front of you, and just for the next 24 hours, just see how this plays a part in pretty much anything that you do. And from there, you'll start to just create this muscle that you're evaluating. You know, What is my outcome? What is my intention? What is my mindset about here? What strategy am I trying to to use to accomplish this? Is there any skills that I need? Is there anybody's skills I can borrow? And then last, those tools. So I think that this is a real powerful thing that you can start using right away. Absolutely, guys. So begin conceptualizing your goals along these lines. And it's this is really a big secret to how to be productive and how to create a success that's way beyond what most people think is possible. It's all right here for you. So guys, that's going to do it for us today. JJ, thank you so much. You're a superstar as always. And guys, we will see you on the next show. By the way, if you're watching this on Facebook, we also have a podcast that covers this same sort of material. So if you're liking what you see here, then I would love for you to head over to iTunes because you can snag our episodes there. And if you're listening to this on iTunes and you want to you wanna actually listen to us do these shows live so you can see the video and see everything else, then I want you to go to Facebook and I want you to search for a group called The Art of High Ticket Selling. The Art of High Ticket Selling and request to join it. You can get in there and you can see us do these broadcasts live. So guys, go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. Book a call to speak with us. Everybody have a fantastic couple days and we'll see you on the next show. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.